Good morning, everybody. It's uh, it's Friday. We made it. And for some reason, it's cold. I'm not happy about it. But uh, we'll get started here this morning. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We've got uh, Crystal Smith. We'll talk food and Republicans and her and her, her, her kids. She's got kids. Speaking of kids, uh, Kenneth O'Neill's here. He's a kid. All the way. No one can hear you yet. You're not allowed to talk yet, Kenneth. And Jacqueline... Gerasimides is here. She brought the cold from Colorado. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on a second, everybody. We gotta do. I gotta. I gotta pay the bills first. Hold on a second. The lead live brought to you by Pint and Plow Brewing Company of Kerrville, Texas. We're having coffee, not beer, this morning. Texas Hill Country Advisors. Thanks to Andrew and Gilbert. Peterson Health, I'm sorry, oh, wait, K-Pub, K-Pub, safe, reliable, and yours, keeping us warm today. Peterson Health, in case we freeze, we can go there and get taken care of. And if we need a new title on our house because we don't want to live here anymore because it's so cold, we can go to Kerr County Abstract and Tower Company. Also, don't forget that uh, Wild Birds Unlimited, Greg A. Richards Law, Amber Thomason and State Farm, Kerbal Pets Alive, and so many more. It's the lead live on a Friday, and I am here. I've been here for the last couple of days, but I'm not sure that I always feel like I am here because it's been one of those weeks. So you had Rachel Fitch on one day, and then Delane was here yesterday. Whew. Peter Lewis, though, was a great interview. Uh, he was on yesterday. He's our architect, and I kind of dug into a little bit of more of, of with him um, in a story in today's lead get the newsletter you can subscribe for uh 54.99 per year it's a really great deal and um we talked to peter for for over an hour yesterday um and really fascinating discussion about architecture and the role public buildings play in our lives and and he said you know i thought the biggest takeaway from him and i wanted to get more into this was that he he's his skill isn't architecture necessarily it's working with a, building a consensus among people. And the consensus was, like, I have to work with committees. So if you think about this right now, he's been retained as the architect for the county of – for Kerr County. So Kerr County is going to put up three ba- three bond measures in, in um, November. And he's going to have to work with the different stakeholders in that, you know. He's going to have to work with the commissioner's court, which is a handful to work with, the bond committee, um, probably political action committee at some point, and then all the various stakeholders and uh, that are involved with this, including the non-governmental organizations, which are like Kerbal Pets Alive and some of those other groups. So it, it was a really wide-ranging conversation. So does he get to do what he wants to do architecturally? Maybe not. Does he get to do what's uh, what's uh, um, what he what's functional for our community? Absolutely, and he's got some great examples of the work. Um, I described some of his work as sort of a, with a Texas Hill Country aesthetic, which is kind of how I would describe Billy Jean's restaurant. Uh, has a Texas Hill Country aesthetic to it, with the stone and the roof and the and the beautiful views um, as well. And Crystal uh, Smith uh, from Billy Jean's is here today as well. And as you mentioned, the great and powerful Kenneth O'Neill, who is just a child, a wee child. Good morning, Kenneth. How are you? Now I can speak. You're now allowed to speak. How are you? I am doing great. 
And a wonderful uh, day. Wonderful day. Crystal Smith is here. How are you, Crystal? I'm doing well. How doing, are you? I'm uh, doing very well. And uh, last but not least, uh, Jacqueline Gerasimides is here. Top Hi. of the morning Top to everybody morning. watching yes. today. Yes. It's cold, but inside Patent Plow, it's nice and warm. Nice and warm. Uh, speaking of nice and warm, yesterday I went out to the uh, dog show. Um, there are dog shows uh, all weekend and at the, uh, at the Hill Country Youth Defense Center, which was designed by Peter Lewis. And I just want to show you some of the pictures of the critters that we have. <laughs> if the thing will come up and work. Um, I did not realize that, you know, they're like thoroughbred horses, a lot of these, these, these dogs. And there's people there that know the genealogy of the dog, but may not know, I don't know if we, if we can see this or not, the, the, they may not know the dog's, um, they may not know their own family history, but they know, like, this dog's great uncle. And look at that dog's hair. That's a magnificent hair. That's an Afghan. Um, this is an American Staffordshire Terrier. And this dog was so funny. Um, they're from Bernie, this guy and this dog. They didn't, you know, like the dog is like, all right, I'll get up here and do this. I don't really want to do it, but I'll <laughs> do it. Uh, I didn't know this breed existed. This is an Australian, an Australian Terrier. And, uh, and he, was, he was very charming. This dog wasn't in the show, but he drooled all over the place, which is kind of cool. Um, wow. And then the poodles. Mm. It's like, it's the weirdest thing in the world. It's like dog show, but it's really a beauty pageant. Mm -hmm. And it, the beauty salon part of it is just crazy. Uh, I lasted for about an hour before I had to retreat out of that place. Like, for really enough, when it comes to animal allergies, I can handle the pigs and the goats, uh, which is weird <laughs> because they're smelly. But the dogs, which I love, I, 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 can't, I can't handle this, by the way, I love this, this shot. I want someone to do this for me. Just push me around in a little cart that I can stand <laughs> on. Isn't that great? Look at that dog. Uh, these are the, um, I think these are wolfhounds, but they are, those dogs are massive. Bloodhounds, only a face a mother could love. More bloodhounds. Bloodhounds winning costumes. Look at that bloodhound yawning, too. Mm. Like, get me out of here. I'm bored. More poodles being groomed. Look at this guy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, he's just so bored with this. Like, I'm going to fall asleep here. This Aww. guy. Now, this is typical. This is the kind of dog that I like. I like the white dogs because, number one, here's the deal. When I lived in California where we grew up, it was a retirement community just like Kerrville. So you had to have, A, a rock yard, a Buick, and a little white dog. <laughs> I've had two of the three in my life, but I could use another one of these. And this is a Westie. And his name was Rocky. Aww. And Rocky was... With the other two, his name. First off, he wanted to be dirty. So you can see his face is all dirty, which much to the chagrin of his owner. And then um, when the other dogs came through, like most of these dogs are really well behaved. It was weird how quiet it was when there's 840 dogs in the, the room. This dog, when he sees other dogs, he would go ballistic because he's a little guy. And uh, so little guy wants to be dirty, my kind of dog. Um, Any Rottweilers? Oh, yeah, they were all over there. We'll get those in a second. Here's more of the Afghans. So this is the lady right here. Her name is Julie Szymanski. She drove down from Grand, Rap Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, wow. People from all over the country are at this <laughs> show. And she breeds these guys. And so, like, this, this guy, uh, his name is Anthony Smith. He's from Temple, Texas. He and his wife, uh, they also take care. They also uh, show these Afghans. Uh, now, this is the lady was like, she was so funny. She goes, now, some people say that the Afghan's the dumbest dog in, in the breed, but they're not. They're just, they're, just, they're just kind of 
confident and strong and, you know, they let them out and they hunt down, you know, like very fast hooved mammals. That was their, that's their job. <laughs> but they're also like have hair too. So when you pet them, they're like incredibly soft um, and, and very smart. So they're kind of like a greyhound as well in their size. So these, these ones are actually ad- adolescent uh, uh, dogs. But like this lady was like, well, this one's uncle. Um, this one's uncle was a gra- made it to the show, which is at the Madison Square Garden. And uh, he made it to the show. So these dogs are very promising, very promising for sure. So, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure about this, if that's really a dog or not. Um, <laughs> more dogs. Dogs running. People holding dogs by the butt. Dogs looking for food. Dogs running. Dogs having their ears oh, checked. Isn't it beautiful? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a, not, there's a Doberman right there, a thick Doberman. Here's a true story about a Doberman. My my uncle Tony, he had Dobermans, right? And he had a Doberman that was like, you know how like you look you look at a Rottweiler and you're like, oh, that's just a fat Doberman. Well, he had a fat Doberman, and the Doberman was so fat that they decided to give it like he needed to have exercise. So my uncle was always sort of mischievous. So he put a he put a, a rabbit in the back of his, ha- his his yard, right? But he had all this ivy and stuff. So the rabbit would like pop up and you know look around it was like almost like the gopher from uh mm-hmm. from caddyshack you remember the gopher would pop up and he'd look around hey bill murray ha, ha, and run away that gopher that rabbit ended up killing that dog because the dog was so fat that it had a heart attack <laughs> chasing the dog that's a true story uh girl running with dog now here's the deal this dog right here was so massive that this guy next to him his owner could barely run, but the dog could barely run either. So um, I thought they should have got participation medals for just trying to make the run down the, down the deal. Uh, more dogs running. Anyway, there you go. Uh, I've always heard the boxer, though, is the dumbest dog in the deal. So. No. You have one? Do you have one? No, but I am disappointed in you in that you didn't get my dog breeds. Which one? Which like one? You, didn't get, you didn't get her for yeah. the Rottweiler. I have two English Bulldogs. Oh, I love them. Oh, and my. Yeah. You know what? Okay, so here's the deal, right? So I guess there's different breeds at different times. So I went, I went to – now, I went – so I went later in the day. So I missed – like the bulldogs and the toy dogs, you know. Like I, I'm gonna admit it. I'm, I'm, I'm in touch with the side that you know. I'm the Maltese mixes. I like those guys. <laughs> the poodle mixes. I missed all those, so I have to go back maybe later today and see those. But there weren't any bulldogs that were there. So, but what, a, what a fussy animal. The bulldogs. Oh yeah. No. They are fussy animals. No. Hey, listen, <laughs> look at you're low to the ground. No. You have gastrointestinal <laughs> issues. No sir. You, you don't. Your, are your dogs pristine? Do they not? Do they not lay there and slobber and? They lay there. Yeah. They're young. Yeah. Oh. So oh, okay. Beautiful. They're like um, yeah. maybe two years old. So oh, I have Pretzel and I have Millie, yeah. named after Melania. <laughs> okay. Um, they're half sisters. Okay. And like what you're saying, the pers- the we got them from a breeder, so yeah. they have. So we didn't have health issues. Have health so issues. we did That's a little a bit of research. Right. Um, and so we wouldn't get into like hip dysplasia right. and things like that. Yeah. So um, they're a hoot. They are. They're, they're funny. beautiful. Yeah. They are. You want to talk a do- about a dog with personality. Yeah. 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 And they're completely opposite of each other. There's two videos on, on, on like the reels or the TikToks that stopped me. It's bulldog videos. 
because they have a lot of personality in orangutan videos. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> that's another story together. I've but had five Rottweilers. They're I'm beautiful. So, oh, dogs. I love them yes. so much. I could have another one. I love yes. them. And when my kids were like really, really little, like six months, I would have Maverick yes. next to them, and he would be such a great guard dog. He was not aggressive, but I've had a couple of aggressive ones. Mm-hmm. That you, they look at you and they like sizing you up. Right. They're commanding the room, and yeah. you don't want to look at them too long in the eyes because you feel like, uh oh, yeah. <laughs> he's coming for me. <laughs> if you ever, they're amazing. If you ever want to hear a, fa- a, a funny take on dogs, uh, Jamie Foxx, who was on Comedians in Cars uh, getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld, they're talking in New Orleans, and he talks about having pit bulls. He says, man, pit bulls are like, they, they, he exactly says, great dog, but they're sizing you up. I'm like, mm-hmm. they, yeah. where's that food? You yeah. know, <laughs> <laughs> that food to me. But, you know, they, they can be trained as well, yeah. which oh, yeah. is a nice thing. And they yeah. make amazing dogs. They're so loyal. They are. And they mm. care about you. And they're actually very loving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most loving dog, though, and you don't want to be loved by it, <laughs> honestly, is, is a Great Dane. Great because Danes Great Danes are, Danes are basically lap dogs they that are. are 450 pounds. So. <laughs> I also like the St. Bernard's. You the St. Bernard's. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are wonderful. I have, uh, my uncle had a St. Bernard. The true story, um, another uncle, not the same uncle that had the dog that was killed by the rabbit. My <laughs> other uncle had a St. Bernard named Bernie. He was gigantic. And I didn't realize how big he was. Um, I knew he was big as a child. When you were a child, you know, think, oh, that dog was really big. So then looking at the dog, a picture later, we had a picture of the dog. My grandfather had one of those gigantic station wagons, you know, oh. and the dog was so big that it took up like he stretched from one yeah. one um, door to the other door in this big <laughs> Ford, you know, you know, station wagon. And I and I thought, God, that dog is bigger than I even thought as a kid. But he came in and I remember my grandmother would usually like she was pretty, pretty mild. Um, well, not really mild. She was kind of aggressive sometimes, but she would say there. <laughs> He brought the dog in for Christmas, and the dog knocked over the Christmas tree with his tail. Like, just <laughs> yes. wham. That's a big dog. Yeah. yeah. David, <laughs> damn it, David, get out of Anyway. Oh, dogs. They can do dog stories all day long. Um, and so there you go. Uh, that was That's today, tomorrow, Thursday, or Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, tomorrow is the San Antonio Kennel Club. Uh, we'll be uh, at the Hill Country Event Center. And uh, check it out. It's fun. It's free. And uh, I'm going to have to take double allergy medicine to go back to it, though. So if you <laughs> Go to that. There you go. Last night, Joshua Ray Walker was at uh, Arcadia Live. That was a great show. I had a chance to talk to Joshua Ray Walker. Um, oh, I talked to him for about 20 minutes last night. Yesterday afternoon, um, I had a crazy day yesterday. Uh, somebody asked me, like, what, what's the definition of community journalism? I'm like, well, my day-to-day being Thursday is a pretty good definition of it. But uh, – Joshua Walker is probably one of the bigger talents to play. I hate it. I shouldn't say that. He's big. He's a big guy, but one of the one of the more um, accomplished people. He just played Jimmy Fallon on the Today, Today Show, or Tonight, Tonight Show. Today Show is the other thing. Tonight Show uh, was Jimmy Fallon, and uh, he was uh, he he put on a great show last night over at Arcadia, and. Uh, this guy's from Dallas, and he can just sing, and he can yodel, and he can play guitar, <laughs> and um, he plays plays the blues, uh, and he was just fabulous last night. Um, you don't hear many people yodeling these days. Yeah, he can come out. Yeah. <laughs> well, yodeling, you know, that was a thing here in Kerrville. That was uh, a great thing to have here as well. Oh. Uh, a little bit of personal note here. I've got to share this for a minute with all of you because uh, it's, it's weighing on me this morning. I had a, a good family friend pass away last night, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to give him a tribute real quick. 
Um, when, you know, there's people in your lives, you know, that uh, um, <coughs> people in your lives that, you know, you, you, you have an impression of. And this is a man named uh, Jerry Henderson. And Jerry was a I don't have any pictures of him or anything, but Jerry uh, passed away last night. And and he was one of those larger than life people in my in my life, like a second father for many mm. years and uh, a Vietnam veteran. And this is where we're at, where, you know, our Vietnam veterans are now like in their late 70s, 80s. I think, I think Jerry was like either 79 or 80. Um, and it literally it, he was a fascinating guy because he was in the Marines during Vietnam. Uh, but he was a state park ranger in California. Mm. And I was like i remember when we were like what he was in the art he was in the marines he's jerry he's he's <laughs> ranger jerry you know i mean just a nice guy fun uh great sense of humor uh and you know he he but i remember he told tell stories once from about being in vietnam and one of the my favorite stories about his was that he said that pound cake was his favorite thing ever because at one, I think it was in the siege of Quezon, and don't, correct me, I will, I will, I will say that I may not know have the story correct exactly, but they were stuck somewhere in Vietnam, and the only thing they could get was pound cake, <laughs> and he says it was so good, and it's always been my favorite since then. So can you imagine that you're being out there in the middle of Vietnam, and the only thing they can airdrop you is pound cake? You know, that's, that's the only thing they can Unusual, you know? I wouldn't yeah. have thought that. Yeah. 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 Some protein yeah. maybe, but sugar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he grew up in um, San Clemente, California, so he was a surfer. Yeah. And so during the rotations uh, he had in Vietnam, he had, uh, he had duty at China Beach. And he brought surfboards to Vietnam because the surfing was great, mm. which was later depicted in the movie Apocalypse Now with the insane Robert Duvall character captain is a Kilgore or you know who's just is just crazy in that one too look at the waves the waves are breaking get out there and surf son you know that's just so uh, such an amazing <laughs> movie but Jerry uh, Henderson uh, father of four uh, grandfather to let me think out of four or five 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 seven um, and an all-around good guy and a, a dear family friend passed away last night so that's just a personal note not a Texas guy but you know, somebody that uh, was a veteran, uh, Marine Corps captain, and uh, a good good person all around. So we're starting to lose those vets. You know, we're starting to mm. lose that we've lost all those World War II vets pretty much by now, and uh, the Korean War vets and the Vietnam vets now uh, uh, as well. So, um, and and honestly, part of, part of partially part of his service to Viet in Vietnam probably did cost his life at some point. So mm. from exposure to things and things like that. So. Anyway, uh, that's it. That's all I got for this morning. Uh, a couple news and notes. Other items as far as things to do this weekend. Apparently, the Kerrville Farmers Market is not going to happen today because of the weather. Uh, so if you have, if you see our announcements, check your check your local people to see, make sure, or we'll try to update it as we go along. Uh, this weather is not supposed to be that bad. So it'll be like 80 next Thursday. Uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day is next week. Mm. Now, you're British. You probably don't celebrate that, though, do you? No, but uh, we see a lot of parades and Patty's Day and everyone drinks everybody and they fall underneath the table yeah, and, right, you know, right. they do wear the green <laughs> yeah, shirts yeah, and right. they, it, there is a bit of a hullabaloo, but yeah. so, yes, yeah, even so, so, they do. But like in the, the, the Greek community, though, like what's the big Greek festival? What's the big Greek thing? Oh, my goodness. Greeks are Mediterranean and Mediterraneans always love parties. Italians, Spaniards, Greeks. And yeah. I remember when I was in Greece, we would always have any excuse for a party. 
anything, birthdays, and in and there they have name days. So yeah. you know you have a name day equal to one of the saints there. So if it was a name day, they'd celebrate that and your birthday, and of course all the other holidays. But um, and every weekend there was a party, and you know it was just a continual time to and, enjoy and life and enjoy people, enjoy food, company. And, and there's nothing better than Greek be food. Right? Oh, I mean, of course. Uh, I'm a little biased to that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I've gotten quite a reputation yeah. here. I'm yeah. always being asked to cook Greek food. For oh, yeah, so. right, right. Yeah, exactly. I can, I, can, I can think of a few things that are really, really good that are Greek. Yes. Um, what's interesting, though, is the Mediterranean. I remember one time um, uh, covering uh, basketball in, uh, in Bakersfield, of all places, and they had Egyptian guys mm. on their basketball team. And, you know, Egyptian food, it's Mediterranean food good. is very similar to Greek food. A lot of Greek influences there. Yes. They were like, and the guys from Egypt were like, yeah, we just like the Mediterranean places. Yes. You know, and it's so very good. healthy. It's very healthy. It's very, yeah. very healthy food. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we know about the Mediterranean diet being a diet that brings forth longevity because it has a lot of olive oils right. and a lot of vegetables and a lot of fruit. And... Um, it's good. Now, speaking of longevity, Crystal Smith's here, <laughs> uh, and we're going to ask her. Talk about food. Talk about food. <laughs> now, when it comes to longevity, what people really like here, though, they love chicken fried steak with extra gravy and then gravy that's fried, right? I mean, what is the most popular thing that you sell at, at Billy Jean's restaurant? Desserts. Des the desserts are awesome, by the <laughs> yes. way. I can't have any of them, but I look – you know, you, here's the thing that's really cruel is you have that case – if you haven't been to Billy Jean's, you walk into the restaurant, right? It's a big restaurant, uh, and they have a case of deliciousness right in the front of it. And temptation. It's temptation. <laughs> and, I, and I can't have any of it, and it just irritates me to no end. But that, you, you did it on purpose, didn't you? You sell a lot of desserts. We do sell a lot of desserts, and you can get them to go. Really? Yes. Are they gluten-free? Are they things like... For we have a no-sugar-added apple pie. Oh, oh my. So... Mm -hmm. That's the closest you can get to gluten-free, That's the closest, huh? Okay. Well, All yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know why. I okay, um, I have to apologize, people. Uh, I just tried to play the Wild Birds Unlimited um, uh, ad, and the uh, – let, let me delete this real quick. <laughs> the Godzilla ad came up. So again. Again. Yeah, there, okay, there we are. Right. Nice. <laughs> uh, visit Wild Birds Unlimited. There's not Godzilla there. There's not giant birds. Um, they're at 855 Junction Highway in Kerrville, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., Monday through Saturday, and noon to 4 on Sundays. So, so what do people usually like when they come to the restaurant? I kind of go through the menu. Um, so if someone comes in and says, hey, we've never been here before, what do you recommend? Mm -hmm. um, I kind of go through each part, uh, each section with them. Oh. So uh, we have this item called tater kegs on the menu for appetizers. It, they're jumbo stock stuffed tater tots mm. um that taste like a loaded baked potato so and good. dip them in ranch it's like if you so had to picture heaven in your mouth right? yeah <laughs> hopefully you want to talk about longevity there there like you go everybody today needs to get those yes because it's cold go, go Is everybody them. watching go yes. to billy and Jean's. we still <laughs> have our chili in season oh, so nice. um if Today is a perfect day I, for I chili. Just, I describe Billy Jean's as one of our best restaurants, but also, more importantly, probably one of our most reliable restaurants. I mean, yes. you know, you have, whenever I go to Billy Jean's, I have reliable food and reliable service, and uh, it, it's comfort food, too, a lot of times. So tell me a little bit about your, your, your work and your policies, you know? Mm -hmm. We stress Texas <coughs> Southern comfort 
food, manners, uh, service, the yes ma'am, the no ma'am, mm-hmm. yes sir, my pleasure, mm-hmm. right. um, absolutely, the the yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. It's not a problem because it's your job. Right. right. Um, so, again, the Texas Southern hospitality is definitely what we stress in to our employees. Yeah. Um, and they are all really friendly. Thank you. <laughs> I've been there and it, it struck a chord with me and with my mom. And she's I like going there so much. Yes. I love the food. And everybody is just so friendly and yeah. polite. Well, thank but you. <laughs> but so to those who have been there, if you don't get that experience, let us know. So then that way we can fix it right. while you're still there. Mm. Um, but all of our food is made fresh. Mm. Um, there's very little that is not made fresh. Yeah. Um, so it's not one of those where the ticket gets put into the kitchen and then open the bag and then microwave it or anything mm. like that. It's a fresh chicken dropped in the fryer. It's not like Applebee's. Like Applebee's, everything's like made. In like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like an airline food. You know, like take it, put it in the thing, and there it goes. So Yeah, it's all made fresh. The soups are all made fresh. Like nice. I can't tell you what soup is made today or tomorrow. It's all fresh. Um, we try to keep uh, food waste down to a minimal. Um, so we may have a run on um, maybe tomato basil soup because right. we need to not let those tomatoes go to waste right. or something mm-hmm. along right. those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. The, t- the soups are made from scratch. Yeah. Mm. How the often do you change your menus? Uh, the, men- the physical menu um, is not changed frequently because if it's on the menu, it's because it sells. Mm. So yeah. everything on the menu sells. Um, yeah. And um, the pandemic changed things a little bit for you guys because mm. I, I think you were maybe a little bit bigger as far as your seating capacity and you reduced it a little bit. And that seems to made it even busier. <laughs> Is that true or not? I mean, because it was I remember going in there initially and it was like in the early days of the pandemic, it was it was kind of it was you took out some 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 tables Mm-hmm. And um, the outdoor seating was was obviously a big hit. I love the outdoor seating mm. as well. Yes. Uh, are you fully recovered from from that period, or? Well, we're back to a hundred percent capacity. Okay. Um. So we followed it as accordingly. Yeah. Um. When they when they shut us when the governor shut, shut us it, down, right. we obviously did that. Um. When they said seventy five and fifty, that really hurt. Mm. That hurt everyone. Yeah. That hurt the entire industry. Yeah. Um, and fortunately, we were very blessed that um, we were able to sustain. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've recovered. We're, we're good. Um, yes, the patio did really well because yeah. people were able to go sit out there. And mm-hmm. that didn't per- the outside dining didn't pertain to that uh, right. quota. Um, but it is dog friendly to yep. kind of loop back yes, into right. the, the dog. <laughs> I've seen them. Yes. Um, we've had people bring cats and birds and lizards and oh, yeah, really? we have we have a smorgasbord of animals. Unfortunately so, yes. you don't have those geese come up from uh, from down by Chili's that are that dominate the uh, the, the area down there. We do. They come up that far? We have a picture from maybe a year ago yeah. where they've laid an egg. Oh, I yeah. have them on Three oh rocks, and there's an egg on one of those rocks. Is that rocks. right? Yes. Oh. I will have to find it. Because yeah, those it are the you. meanest geese ever. 
<laughs> it was the coolest picture, yeah, though. A, I've told that story many times, though. Like, I was at Chili's one time when I first moved here, and I see people running across that little grassy area because the geese are chasing them. Yeah. So they're they're mean animals. <laughs> um, you're not only involved in Billie Jean's, but you, you're 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 heavily involved with your your children's school here, Grace. Uh, Grace Christian? It's Grace Academy. Grace Academy, Academy right. <laughs> And tell me about the school and what's going on there. Um, it's a, Grace Academy is a small Christian school. It's uh, housed at um, the First Baptist Church, which is at 625 Washington. Um, they use ACE curriculum, which is a accelerated Christian education. Okay. Um, so if you picture it, it's um, you set your own goals. Right. So if your child is going to school, they set their own goals for the day. And then if they finish their goals, they don't have homework. Right. If they nice. don't finish their goals, then they have homework. So it's not this type of curriculum where they finish their schoolwork for the day and then they get more homework of hours of homework. Right. It's they set their goals, then they finish it. Um, it is a PACE curriculum, so it's self-taught. Oh, nice. Um, so if you move quicker in math, but you need to move a little bit slower in science, Yeah. then you can do that. Yeah. Or if you got sick for a week with the flu, yeah. um, then you're able to pick up where you left off, whereas you're still going along where you're mm -hmm. at. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really good for a student yeah. um, and uh, very accommodating for the parents. Um, we have, it's a small school, small class sizes, so mm, it's good for children good. who need that type of yeah. setting. Yeah. Um, we have a, uh, we do chapel on Wednesdays. We do tennis at River Hill with Coach Gary. Nice. Um, we have a bunch of extracurricular opportunities for the kids. They do um, mm. foreign language. Oh, they can do good. arts and music. Um, but we have a car show coming up on April 30th. It's a fundraiser. Um, Ken Stopel has been so generous and they've sponsored it. Nice. This is the second year and they've sponsored it both years. Mm -hmm. Billy Jean's um, uh, prime capital or prime metal building. Okay. We have several awesome sponsors. Um, we're going to have a silent auction. Mm. Uh, Buzzy's barbecue is going to be out there again this year. Yeah. Um, with their great barbecue. We'll right. have live music. Um, it's going to be a great day, and it's a rain or shine event. Okay. So we had, like, 60 cars last year. Nice. Oh, how fun. So and where's it going to be at again? It's going to be at the church. The church, okay. At the school. Right. Um, so it's going to be a great event. Mm. Um, it's participant judged, so you'll definitely want to be out there. Uh, not only is not only is she involved, so since she has that hat, she has the mom <laughs> and the school mom hat and then the restaurant hat. Um, by the way, do, do your kids have a favorite uh, Billy Jean's item? What, what is their What is their go to when they when they come to the restaurant? My so I have one child. Mm -hmm. He's nine, yeah. and he's all boy, and he lives on carbs. Okay, so, so he eats pasta, bread, and cheese, bread and cheese. So yes, so um, and I've, cheese. I've done that before. I've done that diet. So, you so he is cook? not on the Mediterranean <laughs> diet, no. is what I'm saying. So That's you funny. never have to cook. I do not have to oh, cook. No, nice no. Thing. Yes, it's great. Um, so if it's a cheeseburger or um, a grilled cheese sandwich, mm. yes, I am probably a dietitian's worst nightmare. So please do not judge me. <laughs> um, so not only is she involved with that, but she also is in, she's also is the vice president of the Republican Women of Kerr County, and she is their public relations person. Uh, and on Friday the 18th, next week, they will be having their meeting, and they'll be opening uh, welcoming uh, Melissa Conway of the uh, she's the Texas Election Integrity 
state director for the Republican National Committee, and um, she'll be speaking at your event uh, next week. So that's yes. kind of exciting. That is exciting, given that we have several local runoff elections. Mm -hmm. um, we have the city elections going yeah. uh, on, um, and then we'll have November uh, taking place. November, uh, the big midterm elections, and then, um, yeah, I mean, this is a huge election year. And, in fact, the voters are going to be asked here in, uh, in Kerr County to approve bond measures in Ingram and Kerrville and in the county. Uh, then you have the the Kerr County uh, Republican uh, runoff, primary runoff for the uh, commissioner's court. So a busy time for the Republican Party. Yes, yes. What was it like? Uh, you went to CPAC, though. I uh, did go to CPAC. How was that for you? So CPAC, just so if whoever's listening doesn't know, it's the conservative PAC. Um, the Conservative Political Action Conference Committee. Yes, yes right. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so it was in Florida. It was in Orlando. Um, it was a three-day event. Um, and it's just a ton of energy. Mm -hmm. It's, um, every speaker that you can imagine, um, was there. You had Christy Nome, the governor of South Dakota. You have Don Jr. You have Donald Trump. Um, but then you have other people who are more down, like in the weeds getting involved. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then you have everything that's taking place. You have Ukraine, that's mm. going on. Mm -hmm. yeah. So as that's happening, then people are talking about it real time. Yeah. So you had Katie McFarlane, who is a foreign relations person. Right. So she's talking about it real time and her expertise in it. So that was really interesting in that you're hearing from these mm -hmm. people who have worked in the White House, who have loads of experience. Right. Um, so it's really neat to be able to hear from people who've worked the job mm -hmm. um and not just rubbing elbows with like oh that's really cool to see that cool politician mm -hmm. but right. you're they hearing from people say. that have worked the position mm -hmm. and they're chiming in on these as horrible as what's going on in ukraine is but mm -hmm. they're chiming in on okay what's going on over there this is what needs to be yeah. addressed to to handle the situation when you uh, that's great one of the things that yeah. uh we're dealing with in the you know I, I guess in, you know, American politics is that there's almost like a war between the Republicans. And we saw this play out in Texas. I know it's hard for the Republican women to ever make a statement about it, but you had primary challengers and when you didn't have primaries, and you could say, um, well, that's good for democracy. And it is. But it also was incredibly nasty at times, too. Was that is it hard to, to, to kind of sit through that or what, what's that like for, for, for you guys? So, as an organization, if there's multiple people, we can't make a we can't pick a mm. a person. Right. Um, once a candidate, a GOP candidate, is selected, then that's who we support. Right. So, um, it's great to see more people step up and run. Yeah. Um, from all levels of office, whether local. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, it's great to see women running, again, from local level all the way up to federal level. So that's always wonderful to mm -hmm. see. Yeah, I, I saw Sonia Hooten yesterday over at the, uh, uh, the uh, county courthouse yesterday, and I made a comment to her. I said I was kind of, I was kind of glad to see that how cause she finished. She basically finished first in the, in the Republican primary uh, with rich paces. Basically, I think it was like two votes that separated them in this, in this, in this race. 
But, you know, this, this county hasn't always been kind to women uh, candidates. And so um, I said, well, it was good to see that, you know, people paid attention. And, well, I mean, John Sheffield, who wasn't even in the race, still got 90 votes, which means that <laughs> someone wasn't paying attention at all. Like, who's, how ignorant can you be? But uh, I, I know the answer to that. They're, they are. So um, that was a little frustrating. But it was good to see her, her perform well. Uh, what other events do you have coming up? Are you going to do another candidates forum with the primary uh, candidates? or? I hope, we're gonna, I hope we have one planned. Mm-hmm. I hope we're going to do one for the city, Yeah. the city races, because mm-hmm. we have – candidates for all the city races yeah um so um be on the lookout for that um we have lara logan coming on april 28th okay which will be a great fundraiser and everything from that fundraiser will go to support gop candidates okay and then to also for scholarships so um anyone in high school Mm. um they can apply for a scholarship to support them in their um, educational endeavors and then we also have, um, for our May speaker, um, we're going to have Dr. Mary Bone from Round Rock ISD. Okay. And then um, the superintendent from Ingram ISD, um, they're both going to come out here and talk. And that's going to be a really um, interesting uh, roundtable discussion because you're going to have two polar opposite mm. um, schools basically talking. Um, Dr. Templeton from Ingram and then Dr. Mary Bone from Round Rock. So you're probably familiar what's going on in Round mm-hmm. Rock. And so she's trying, she's, they're trying to censor her. Um, and then all the stuff going on in Round Rock. And then you have him and Ingram and he's just being um, praised with all the work that he's do, uh, doing in Ingram. Yeah. So um, it's going to be a very interesting, and Ingram, then it just being education. Ingram is at capacity and Round Rock yes. is really battling over, curriculum and books and stuff and so and she's yes. kind of the center of a lot of that you, know, yes. you have you have a, a real battle um culture we're seeing that here in kerrville now we've had one group of parents that are um that have led one parent one couple that's led one charge uh, uh on that issue on books um which is another whole issue altogether so uh yeah so a lot going on yes a lot going on now wait uh, so Correct me if I'm wrong, though, with the, with the candidates, so for, are you going, they're, they're, with the city, though, are you going to, is the, is the group going to make an endorsement on the city, on the city council races or not? Are they going to stay out of it? I can't speak to that yet, mm-hmm. um, because okay. since that's not, they don't, they don't have they part, don't, it's not, it's not a party affiliated, right, yes. Right, Because most of your candidates for running are actually Republicans. I mean, except for, I, I, I think all of them are Republicans. Or, or party Republicans, so or okay. members of the Republican Party. I don't think the only the only one that's a Democrat is uh is Blackburn. He's he's like peace out, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> I've served my two terms. Yeah, yeah. he's like I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, there's actually a slate running. Um, I didn't, I haven't commented on this before, but actually Herring's running right here right now. It's Joe Herring, uh, Judy Eichner, and Brenda Hughes are running as a slate. Then you have Brett Brent Brent uh, Bates. Bates running um, for mayor, who is suing the city over his building, which is another story altogether. And then you have um, uh, Eichner. Well, you have Eichner running for mayor, and then you've got um, uh, Hannah Chapman. 
uh, running yes. for uh, place three. Against Hughes. Uh, against uh, Herring. And then uh, Monroe running against uh, Hughes. Oh, so, okay, yeah, right, yes. right. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I honestly, I think uh, good luck. That's all I can <laughs> say. <laughs> my theory is, my, and this is what we saw play out in 2020, was that the candidates that were here the longest – that had the most name recognition, that had the longest tenures in, in Kerrville, won decisively. That was Brenda Hughes defeating Delaney, uh, Delaney Sigerman, uh, G.D. Eichner over Roman Garcia, and then uh, Bill Blackburn uh, in the mayoral race. So uh, so it, it, that's going to be one of the things that, for those candidates who are challenging those people, that's, that's going to be tough. Well, I so. will say, mm. and so you asked me about CPAC, and then it relates to the local. Everything that was echoed from... Everything that was stated at CPAC, regardless of who you went and saw, was get involved. Yeah. Get involved, get involved, get involved. Right. So it's really encouraging to see people Running. getting involved yep. from the school board election for KISD, for Ingram ISD. Um, you're seeing people going out and running for city council, for county commissioner. Mm -hmm. It's getting involved. Like, okay, how do you mm -hmm. go do it? How do you run a campaign? Getting your name on the ballot. And so kudos to them for going out and running, mm -hmm. even right. against some of these big names. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, um, that's very encouraging for, mm -hmm. for our community. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Rogers coming in saying Cajun salad is my favorite. That's one of our top ones. And this is, this is true. This is why it's reliable, by the uh -huh. way. The comment is, too, is like, if I can't decide where I want to go, boom, Billy Jean's where we're going <laughs> to go. Because you have something for everybody there. We do. Speaking of something for everybody, the great and powerful Kenneth O'Neill is here as well. Um, Kenneth, uh, what is your go-to at Billy Jean's? Gosh, I have an interesting story about uh, one of the days, uh, about three weeks ago, yeah. we came out of a Toastmasters meeting, uh -huh. and everybody wanted to go to lunch. Yeah. We meet from 12 to 1, so everybody was ready to go to lunch. <laughs> and uh, so there were eight of us, I believe. Yeah. And they sat down, and one of the ladies said, I always come to Billy Jean's <laughs> for the liver and onion. Oh, my God. Liver and onion. You saw that on the menu? Yes, we Oh, did. it's on what's there. The, what's the meaning? Wait, what's let the, him, let oh, him finish right. his story. No, got to finish his story. No, let him finish his story. Okay, so I said, gosh, I haven't had liver and onions for years. Yeah. And she said, oh, it is the best here. They do it perfect. You've got to cook it properly. You've got to really, you know, do it well. Yeah. And they do. Yeah. She says, I always have it. And I think she lived either in Fredericksburg or Bernie, and she was visiting our Toastmasters yeah. club. So Did she drink, like, black coffee with it, too? I no, mean, no, uh, no, okay, no. Ooh, she no. had iced tea. What is that? Cuban coffee. Cuban coffee, <laughs> iced yeah. tea. Right. But three of the eight people ended up ordering liver, liver and onions. Three out of the eight. Oh, my Almost God. 50%. Now, what is the median age of a liver and onions uh, buyer? What do you think? Oh, man, you're going to put me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have people. So I'll sometimes pop in and hostess or serve. Yeah. And so when we get people for either the squash casserole, which okay. is only available on Mondays, okay. or the liver and onions. Squash casserole sounds pretty good, though. It's only available on, on Monday. Monday. So okay. we have people who call from Fredericksburg. Hey, do you still have the squash casserole? Uh, okay, save me some because we'll run out. But on the liver and onions, people will drive over an hour away to get the liver and onions. That's funny. Mm. There's people, there's things in our, there's things that we eat, though. <coughs> you think about this, like all of us have something that we like, but other people find 
reprehensible. Like in my own house, like my daughter um, is horrified that I eat olives. Oh, yeah. I yeah. grew up with you olives. You gotta love olives. Yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> I grew up with olives. Yeah. Olives, cheese, for me caviar, smoked salmon. My father was in the shipping business, so it was very easy for him to bring all of that stuff home and people would give it to him. But so that's what's yeah. the thing though that, that was my daily diet. What's the thing though that you <laughs> Do you eat? put the olives on your fingers? And no, no. Oh, okay. oh no, I love no, that. Green, my mom that. does that. No, <laughs> green Kalamata olives. Yeah. Do you, so um, uh, <laughs> what's the one thing though that, that you eat that your kids would say, oh my God, that's awful. What, what, what is it? Probably uh, caviar. caviar. And caviar. there's a Greek dish called uh, taramosalata uh. that's made with uh, fish's eggs and it's so good and it's wonderful and I can eat the whole bowl. In fact, when I used to go to Greece, my auntie would make it for me when she knew that I was coming. Big old bowl and you just dip a whole bit of bread in there you just eat it. It's, oh my gosh, it's good wonderful. Stuff. I miss it. I can't find it in America. That's, it's that's terrible. <laughs> all right, all right. We're going around the table here. What is the one thing you eat, uh, Crystal, that your, your son would say, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be, that's gross, mom. I'm gonna have to like think on that one. For all right, a second. all right. Uh, Kenneth, what yeah. about you? What, what's your what's your what's your what's your go-to? My uh, kids do not, for some reason, enjoy tomatoes, fresh tomatoes. Yeah, that's that's irritating. That's it irritating. Is. Yeah, they're so good for you. My kids do, and it irritates my wife because she doesn't like them. Um, <laughs> and the other one that drives my my wife and daughter crazy is that I love split pea soup, and they oh, and I they they hate it. They're like, mm. ah, yuck. So anyway. But there you go. You know, the big thing about that, Yeah, we're all different. I know. That's the beauty of it. And the thing about it is because they like or dislike, you don't have to dislike them as a person. I know. (laughs) I know. So You can um, disagree and still love. They might not like me after I've had split pea soup, uh, (laughs) but they they, they get it, though. That was a favorite split. Split pea soup used to be a favorite of my mom because my mother's Dutch, so I'm very kind of Greek dad, Dutch mom. And so they call it erta soup. And so uh, that was delicious with a big old sausage in there. And that was a there is a uh, there was a chain in California called Anderson's Pea Soup. There's actually two restaurants left in, mm. in California and they're both on the uh, one's on the 101 freeway. One's on the five freeway. Oh, yeah. And we would stop and it's all you can eat soup. Mm. Like, well, oh, let's wow. do it. Let's do okay. it. Let's eat it. <laughs> and you you eat to the bottom of the bowl. And they had their little characters that they had and it was all Dutch you know, style. Yeah. So it's Dutch it was, is great. I yeah. mean, hence the Dutch oven because they don't use ovens like we know as mm-hmm. ovens to bake things in. So that's you can't you get all of it. It's cooked right on the stove. Whatever it is, it's all on the stove. Hence the Dutch oven that we know today. Split, mm-hmm. split pea soup sounds good on a mm-hmm. cold day. All right, uh, Kenneth O'Neill's here with purpose though. Kenneth O'Neill, you have an event coming up. Speaking we on do. the, uh, it's on it's on the nineteenth or it's the eighteenth. Okay, next so Friday morning. Next Friday morning, and tell us about the event. This is your you're looking forward to this. I can tell. There's a smile. There's a twinkle <laughs> in your eye. I'm excited. Yeah, because we are getting this proud son of Zig Ziglar. Yeah, Tom Ziglar. Tom Ziglar. He's a good buddy of mine. He's my mentor. He's my coach. Uh, I just love the guy. He's super. Mm-hmm. So I so I misidentified it then. I, I like to admit that I'm wrong a lot of times, and I usually am, which is the beauty about being a journalist, is that you can make mistakes, and you can say, look, I made that mistake. I'm not perfect. So I said you were a mentee of Zig Ziglar. It's really Tom Ziglar then, right? Well, I... A little bit of both? A little both. Okay. Uh, and Tom... Zig passed away in 2012, okay. uh, and um, Tom took over the business. And at that time when Zig passed away, we thought he only had like 
uh, maybe 18 or 20 books, uh -huh. but they started going into the archives, going into mm. storage and started. We found almost 50 books. Wow. Mm. And they're beginning to publish these books now. So a lot of similar content, but a lot of different books. But Tom on his own has become a world-class speaker mm -hmm. and a world-class coach leader. Uh, around the world, and so he's becoming an expert in leadership. Do you think Zig Ziglar's one of those guys, though, that never lost an edge intellectually? Like, he just was always processing stuff and changing and... and, and Smart man. You know, and, and how, how would you view that? How did you... Well, well Zig, uh, of course, he had what I call an intentional life. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk more about this next mm -hmm. week, but the, a life of intentionality. Mm -hmm. And it's always make your... You have to make up your mind. We're going to all create mm -hmm. a legacy. We're going to have right. a legacy. Yeah. Are you going to let somebody else design your legacy, or are you going to design it? Mm -hmm. And we have a problem with people following the world, yeah. or do they follow their convictions and their beliefs? Right. All right. So Zig would get up in the morning early, 4, 35 o'clock in the morning, and he would spend three hours a day at least three hours, reading, researching, writing, doing his devotionals, mm. doing his physical activity. Mm. That was his plan. He did it every day. Yeah. He invented, uh, I don't have a copy of it with me, but uh, a, like a calendar or in a journal mm. where he said, there are seven areas of life. Mm -hmm. uh, you got your mental, which is so mm -hmm. important. It's the first thing, mental. Well, right. some people says, well, why don't you do the spiritual first? Well, the thing about it is on the mental side, we're looking for the mental input because it's just like a computer. Right. Your mind is the greatest computer in the world. Right. So you've got to make sure you have positive going in mm -hmm. so you get positive coming out. That's right. And you not only have to guide what you read what you put in your mind but the biggest problem is the people we associate with i mean yeah. what'd your grandmother tell you yeah. she <laughs> says don't play with those little guys they're mean mm -hmm. right? so you yeah. have to you don't want to be associated with people that do not support you if right. they don't support That's you in your beliefs uh, like, speaking of support by the way uh brenda hughes coming in right now just saying buzzy's loves buzzy loves the liver and onions <laughs> <laughs> and her favorite Brenda's is the center, co center cut uh, sirloin so oh, there you yeah. go mine's a flat iron steak by the way but anyway mm. wow. so there you go um, it's amazing how you can switch hi Brenda uh, back and forth yeah. hey Brenda good to see hear uh, from you yeah um, <laughs> but you're you're you know you, you talk about intentionality though I mean that's something that you know, we talk about leadership a lot of these guys who are leaders now men and women I mean they take that time that morning uh, my own daughter's doing that now too. She gets up really early and mm -hmm. she does her stuff. Mm -hmm. There's usually some giggling, which I know she's not doing her stuff because she's like watching something she probably shouldn't be watching. But um, so how do you how do you how do you get to that that place? How do you teach somebody to do that? Okay, well, uh, the goal setting and the achieving mm -hmm. of what do you want to yep. obtain in your life? Mm -hmm. Like I said, you're going to create a legacy, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so. And, you know, all of the stuff that we talk about from Ziegler, including, now these are my two major subjects, is effective communication mm -hmm. and time management. Very and all of this stuff for 10 years mm -hmm. at Greystone Preparatory School that was at Schreiner University until it was shut down through the COVID. 
But those kids that wanted to go to the academies, we put them on a program of effective communication and time management and setting their goals. What mm -hmm. do you want out of life? Yeah. Right. And all of those kids at that particular time was, I want to go to the academy. Yeah. You know, whether yeah. you, you know, which of the five, which one do you want to do? And of right. course, the major three is where we concentrated. But so we would sit down in a summer session with them, the month of July usually, mm -hmm. and we would go through. And the first thing I would have them do is do a dream period. Yes. Okay, what do yeah. you want in your life? What mm -hmm. do you want to do? So cool. What do you want to achieve? Yeah. Yeah. Who do you want to be? What do you want to do? Mm -hmm. What do you want to have in mm -hmm. life? Mm -hmm. Because if you'll be the right person, do the right things, you can have everything you want out of life by serving other people, right. serving. Now, what is your purpose? Right. And I believe that purpose here is that all of this information, people need to hear it. Yeah. They need to hear it. They need to look at it. So you get be, do, have. Then you can begin to give back. You can give back. And then, of course, the fifth step is create that legacy that, uh, you know, Huckleberry Finn, you know, when Tom, <laughs> you know, when... Uh, Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, they got together in Mark Twain's great book. Yeah. And he said, what will people say about me when I'm dead? Mm -hmm. So they planned mm -hmm. their own funeral. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Right. So that's what we like. I planned my own funeral already. Have you done that? You are a timely, effective yeah. person. I'm going to have a 20-mule team. Okay. Drag Borax. my drag my body. Uh, yeah, borax twenty mule team. Drag my body up to uh, my plot in uh, in my cemetery back in California, and my wife says, "You better hope that I'm already dead when that happens, because you're going to be put in the box and put set on fire and sent back." So, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, there you go. Something to look forward to. Yeah, but, but that's you know, really important. Yeah. I think what dear. you're doing with 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 especially with kids because it has to start young, right? They have to develop a lifestyle and a thought process whereby they can even believe that they can do it, and right. they have to have a very a lot of input for their identity because if they're down and out and they've been raised in situations and homes that they've been told, well, you'll never make it, or you you can't do this, or you're not smart enough, and you're not good enough, you're you know you don't get good grades at school. Well, that really affects their psyche, doesn't it? It really yeah. does. So um, yes. they have to have that positive input, and I'm so glad to hear that you actually have that availability for them because it's right. so important. The amazing thing is, is that basis mm. and those convictions that those right. kids and their yeah. belief system starts very early yeah. three and four yeah. years old right and a lot of parents because as we go through life most of the time all we hear is the negative you were talking about don't cross the road don't touch the stove oh you can't do that why do you think you can go to college Right. You know, exactly. That's why, and of course, you know your grandparents and your parents—they're all trying to do the right things. Right. But look at what they go through. Yeah. You know, six o'clock on Monday morning, they get up and they go through the rut and they work all day long. They get mm -hmm. off at mm -hmm. five or six o'clock. They come right. home and they're just exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. They got two or three kids that need some parental guidance, right. Right. and they grab a beer and sit down in front of the TV and fall asleep. Yeah. And the next day, they get up and do it again. I What's wrong it, with that? <laughs> <laughs> and I call it a rut. It I is mean, a rut. the, the majority yeah. of people mm -hmm. in the world live in that rut. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. live in it, and yeah. they don't even yeah. realize yeah. what they're doing. Right. 
And I'll just give you one example. I'm working with a family over in Atlanta, Georgia, and we've been doing mm -hmm. a lot of things through Zoom. Mm -hmm. And when we started out a couple of years ago, we had a two-year-old that was in the group of, of the family. There were five, mm -hmm. uh, husband, wife. And every Sunday, we set up a plan that they'll have <coughs> a family meeting, yeah. a family meeting. Nice. Mm -hmm. And I'm in that meeting. When we first started, I was mm -hmm. in that meeting. I would converse with them. We turn off the TVs, we lock the doors, we get rid of telephones, we get rid of uh, television, and they sit there and the father takes control and the mother gets involved and it depends on where we are in the program. We've been doing it now for four years. Oh, wow. But we talk about what was the great things that happened to you at school today? Yeah. or during the week right now what is your plan for next week what do you want to do i understand you're getting ready for you know the contest at uil or whatever i understand that you've written a paper yeah and the thing about it is we're looking for the good all the good and the positive to keep telling these kids you can make right. it right you can make it and that right. environment really fosters deep communication, right. gut level, yes. isn't it? That's so right. that you're looking in their eyes, you're actually showing interest in that child or in that person. That's right, you really are. So that are. they feel that, you know what, they re actually really care. Because everybody, don't you think, they, everybody wants to belong. Everybody. everybody wants to feel loved. Right. Everybody wants to feel that they have a chance to right. make something out of their life. Because it's in them. God put that in them. In them, he did. And so, you know, we want to achieve. We want to do something good in life. But that was one of the worst things that came out of this pandemic is that we are emotional creatures. Yeah, it's in right. our DNA. We mm. want to sit down. We want to bond. We want to yeah. rapport yeah. with people. We want to speak with them. And we have to be careful. We don't definitely don't want to beat somebody over the head with yeah. anything. Right. I always say I'm not going to beat you over the head with my King James Bible. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't want to do that. Yeah. Right. But we want to keep the communication open. Mm -hmm. And the way you keep it open is by properly responding in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Because if you are very critical and condemning right. and pushing somebody right. down, they're going to walk away. And you can't expect right. them to stay there and take it. Right. But if you will say something by just asking a question, you know, can you help me understand yeah, that? Right. I mean, how do you feel about that? Yeah. What happened to mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. And everybody has baggage. Everybody yeah. thinks mm -hmm. they've gone through a lot of stuff. Some yeah. people have gone through a lot more. Right. All right. When uh, when you hear some of this stuff about leadership, Crystal, you know, I mean, you you you, you took over a business from was from your parents. Is that it was right? my in laws? In laws. Well, mm -hmm. And, and uh, what 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 has been the biggest leadership lessons you've learned in your in your time? We actually, because um, a lot of this, what he's saying to me, I mean, it, it seems like it, it's applicable to your life in a lot of ways too. You know, well, what what I'm hearing from him yeah. is, I'm I'm relating it to the restaurant, but yeah. it is so, um, I see it in some of the youth that I've seen mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. from my time at Salvation Army, which him and I know each other right, from. Right. Um, but from some of the youth that I've seen um, through the restaurant is that they, these children do need positive mm -hmm. influences in their lives, whether it is parents, whether it is peers, um, a gentleman like him. Um, church role models, things like that. Yeah. And they do need to be told you can do better. You mm -hmm. can strive to do good. 
um, get up in the morning and do this stuff. And so you do need that leadership and the kids can do it. The adults can help them to achieve Mm -hmm. that leadership status, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's, and there's several kids who are popping into my head right now. They want to do good. They genuinely Mm -hmm. want to do good. They don't know how to do it because the structure isn't there for them. And that's where Kenneth comes in and and, and can can help guide with that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth, uh, wha- give us the details on your event. Okay, so the event will be at the Croc Center. We're going to open the doors around 8.30. We'll okay. begin at 9 o'clock. And at 9, uh, we're going to put Tom Ziegler on the stage. And <coughs> the first book he wrote was called Choose to Win. Yeah. Mm. And it is all about your choices and decisions you have to make in life. Right. I mean, we make thousands of decisions every day. A lot of them are subconscious. But every once in a while, in a day, we're going to come up against the challenges of two or three different items that are very significant in our lives. And we need to handle them. So what do we do? Do we run away from them? You know, are we fearful of it? If we have poor (coughs) self-esteem, we're going to say, well, I just can't do that. There's no telling what goes on. I'm working with some of the veterans that the way I met them is they called on this suicide prevention line. And so we're talking, I mean, I can't believe it today, 22 to 25 a day veterans Mm. will Mm -hmm. commit suicide today. It's horrifying. It is. It it really is just terrible, Mm. but Mm. we're going to open up with Tom and he's going to do his choose to win, making the decisions. And then I'm coming on. I'm going to do goal setting and achievement. And I'm mm-hmm. going to walk through, uh, kind of like what we did with the kids. You know, we open up and say, what, what do you want to do in life? Mm-hmm. And we do this dream phase where you write down everything. Don't, let, don't have anything uh, holding you back. Mm-hmm. Don't let money or uh, what you own now, whatever. And I use a great example of this guy, John Goddard. He was about 15 in the early uh, 1900s. And he sat down at 15. He wrote a list mm-hmm. of 129 things he wanted to do before he died. Wow. Mm-hmm. And when he passed away, he had uh, achieved 107. That's amazing. Right. Now, the big yeah. thing was the things he wanted to do. He wrote when he was 15, I want to learn to play the piano. Mm. He had never <laughs> owned a piano. He didn't know how to play mm. the piano, but he became very, very good mm. playing the piano. Wow. He also said, I want to have dinner with the President of the United States. Before he died, he had dinner with three of the presidents. Wow. But he mm. made that list when mm-hmm. he was 15, mm-hmm. and he set a plan. Mm-hmm. All right. Then you can go back to Benjamin Franklin. He made it. You mm-hmm. remember in his autobiography, he talks about he made a plan of 12 things that he wanted to work on to become a better person. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was like 18 or 19 when he wrote it. He gave the list of 12 things. He gave it to a good friend of his. And the good friend looked at him and he said, Benjamin, your list is not complete. <laughs> he said, why? <laughs> he says, you've forgotten number 13. Humility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Humility would really right. do you well, Ben Franklin. Yeah. So, but he had a plan, he, and if you'll look at it, the 13, four times 13 is 52 mm. weeks, so he did it every quarter. Yeah. Okay, Benjamin Franklin did that. Mm. But if you look at all of the people in history, they were all intentional yes, about much. becoming mm-hmm. a better yeah. person. Yeah. 
become yeah. a better person. Yeah, and some right. are just accidental sometimes too, though. That's right. Oh, sometimes yeah. you just run into it. Yeah. And then after goal setting and achievement, I'm going to talk about how do you build and create winning relationships. Mm-hmm. And the big thing here is, is responding rather than reacting. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. responding has to do with your thought process mm-hmm. of taking a step back, whatever somebody has an action against you or words against you, you actually think before you... It's being proactive before right. that happens. Be proactive. Yeah. Think about what you're going to say. Right. And then the last thing, uh, Tom's going to come in. We're having a VIP luncheon. And this book right here, this is Tom's... Uh, oh, there you go. No. Disruptive, <laughs> disruptive Times. Disruptive here, let me see it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, this you can do it there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's the book. Just came out in December. And uh, it's already, it's a bestseller. Uh, It talks about coach leadership. Mm -hmm. And this is where people that own businesses, people Mm -hmm. that manage, there's a great change. For years and years, we were all bottom line, results-oriented owners and business Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. That's where we were. And we always thought that our employees, well, the only reason they come to work is to get paid. Mm -hmm. But after they started doing a lot of research and looking at this, that's not the major mm-hmm. reason people yeah. come to work. Yeah. People come mm-hmm. to work because they want to be appreciated. Yeah. They want to be recognized yeah. for the things that they do. No, they right. have purpose. You know? And they yeah. have purpose mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. So that has begun to change. And now, after the pandemic and all, mm-hmm. think about the people that were working remotely, people that were sitting at home Mm -hmm. and doing their work and Mm -hmm. getting a great job Mm -hmm. done. They're very productive, but they got to stop at lunchtime and they were able to have lunch with their four-year-old, their Mm -hmm. five, their 10-year-old. And then all of a sudden they say, hey, you got to come back to work. Mm -hmm. And they say, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that, no. All right, I do that now. I work at home and I, uh, I look at that refrigerator a lot. You know, so. <laughs> I read a book called, uh, about a couple of years ago called The Heart-Led Leadership. Heart- Heart-Led. Yes. yes. Have you read that book? I have. Isn't that interesting? It goes along with that kind of principle of what you're talking well, about. It really because does. it really is, you lead by the heart. Mm-hmm. That's the most successful right. type of leadership. And you add all those other um, things into the mix of that. But when you lead with the heart, it's very productive. Right. And now, see, we're seeing that, hey, yeah. if you take care of your employees, yeah. They'll take care of your yeah. business. Right. Yeah. But you got to do the right things. And knowing her father-in-law, <laughs> I know Billy Jean does all of those right things. That's but so he good. takes care <laughs> of his employees. <laughs> but uh, that's what Tom is going to be talking about over lunch. We'll have more about that uh, in the lead. Uh, I'll have a little article about that coming up. Uh, so you want to get to that. And we'll, we'll put some notes in there about how to attend if you want to still. There's still room, obviously. Still room, yes. Uh, in fact, Monday, though, I need to let... The caterer, which is Salvation Army, I need right. to let them know uh, the numbers. So okay. we're, we'll, get, we're getting there. We'll get there. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, one more quick plug for Billy Jeans. There it is. <laughs> There's the menu. Smoked turkey, chicken delight. And the thing down there in the bottom left, the blackberry oh. cobbler looks so oh. flipping good. <laughs> can can so, you eat that? No. No. I can't eat any of that. So you can't eat sweets at all? No. Well, I can. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gluten-free, but it doesn't okay. mean I can't have sugar, which is usually my biggest weakness. So You just pay for it later. I just pay for it later. <laughs> I'm, at the, I'm, 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 a, I'm a man of a certain age now, so I, I pay for everything. So it's great. <laughs> okay, everybody, thanks a lot for joining us here on a Friday. Uh, have a great weekend. It's going to be great. Um, coming up uh, 
On Monday, MHDD will be here talking about some of the mental health uh, issues we're facing in the Hill Country. Uh, Tuesday, we'll, we'll effort a guest. Uh, Wednesday will be wonderful Wednesday with Rachel Fitch. Thursday, Delaine Sigerman is gone again. She's playing golf, the St. Paddy's Day golf. St. <laughs> Paddy's Day golf for the lead. She chooses the, the St. Paddy's Day golf every single time. <laughs> so there you go. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys again on Monday. Bye, promises, no busy tones. Just what it takes. Just make believe.